welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zarati. I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press and multimedia producer, Aaron Labar. Welcome to the show. We were off last week. We were because I was on holidays. Yes, so this is like a, a reunion. Sure. It's <laughs> <laughs> been a whole six days apart. A reunion with your ears if you're caught up on, on all the episodes. Um, I don't even know what number episode this is. 70-something. 80. Oh, thanks, producer. Episode 80. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, we're going we're going hard with the holiday theme. <laughs> also, I just feel like I screamed 80 into <laughs> the microphone. So I apologize to everyone's ears for that. Um, holidays, yes. Yes, the holidays. I feel like that's been our theme for every yes. episode since November, but yeah, we're but you know just keep what? going. It's fine. Um, we're going to be talking about our very exciting show, which is coming up fast and furious. Yes. Bury the Lead Live, a holiday podcast spectacular. Yes. Coming at you <laughs> if you live in Winnipeg uh on December 16th yes when so you're talking about that uh we're also going to be talking about the controversy and I'm quote, using unquote. air quotes yes about baby it's cold outside the world's most contentious duet apparently <laughs> um what else uh I honestly can't remember oh yeah we were going to talk about holiday um and holidays and eating and yes. diet culture and why that's stupid yes seasons eatings as a headline once said on one of my columns. Um, and we're also going to be talking about how stores are getting creepy. Really invasive. First, though, how was your week? Your week off? That um, wasn't it was really. Not really restful at all. I just had a lot of busy work and mm-hmm. things to catch up on from just like life things my parents are away so I've been trying to help take care of my grandmother while they're gone because my dad usually kind of pulls the weight with that but he's been away for th- almost three weeks mm-hmm. so I've been going there a lot to like make sure she's okay and then I do it my Christmas that's a good granddaughter of you well I mean it's just what you do it's fine <laughs> um and then I did all my Christmas baking and I cleaned and I worked a shift at my old job for some reason <laughs> I just needed help so I said I'd like come- your old old like your high school job yeah right? it was in the yeah. chocolate shop yeah but Christmas is the busiest time of year and they needed an extra set of hands to help Aww. do some packaging and I was like all nice, right though. it's not really what I want to do with my time off but no but it was kind of nice to do that sort of like very repetitive yeah work you don't have to talk to anybody <laughs> just like in the basement <laughs> with the iPad watching TV packing chocolates uh, and then last night I did a calligraphy class that's exciting yeah I'm not very artistically skilled in that way like in fine arts um, so I was kind of, I was very excited about it, but also kind of dreading it for fear that I would be awful. And I was pretty mm-hmm. bad, but like not as bad as I thought. And it's a local, um, calligraphy artist. Her name's Jennifer Bianca and she does like wedding stationery and ornaments and all sorts of like very cool. prints and things. And yeah, it was a really fun little workshop. It was 90 minutes and we got to keep all the pens and tracing paper and supplies and stuff. So yeah, I'm hoping that I can keep practicing and maybe be able to address my own wedding envelopes if Ooh. I I mean, I feel like that's a very lofty goal, but I'm going to try. Um, my mom has beautiful penmanship. You and mentioned she, this to me. Yes, she did mine and they were, but, but even still, like you reach a point, like she couldn't do them all because then she started making mistakes, but I have all the mistake envelopes because then she would start editorializing them and it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> but I feel like our parents are of kind of the last generation that has really good handwriting really nice cursive yeah yeah because i remember learning cursive obviously i have no do kids still learn that i actually have no idea but i don't write anything with a pen anymore 
and like pretty much oh yeah i write all i take all my notes with pens though and do all my questions with pens like and i I cursive everything because it's faster type up my questions I like I take when I'm taking notes I take like I scribbly cursive. I cursive everything. <laughs> I scribbly shorthand it. Yeah, I can't read your shorthand. But like my writing got very very bad mm-hmm. over like since the advent of the computer. Like to the point like, where if I write out a greeting card like good luck yeah. you can't read this. And this is like not just cursive. It's it's like you have the brush pen like calligraphy. So you, yeah, yeah, so you have like the thin lines, the thick lines. You're learning about um upstrokes downstrokes how to like do it with your whole arm and not just your wrist otherwise you're gonna get carpal tunnel and like yeah very fancy yeah but it was fun i would recommend my week was good thank you for asking how was your week jen (laughs) (laughs) i was getting there i know you were um what did i do this week oh this is where i wanted to talk about creepy stores yeah so i was trying to order shirts from a a semi-embarrassing retailer, which is hottopic.com. And they, first of all, they wouldn't let me order the shirts that I wanted or Star Wars shirts for my husband and like a beautiful Star Wars shirt. Like <laughs> not like that you would usually Like your, your classic nerd. Yeah. Like, stuff. like good. And so that's why I was like, <laughs> I was like, I like, yes, this is a great Christmas present. Let's do this. And it wouldn't, first of all, they for some reason suddenly wouldn't ship to Canada, which there's stores here. So which boggles my mind because there literally is one at Polo Park, which is exactly. an approximate twenty five minute walk from here. <laughs> well disappointing. That is not my beef. My beef is they Facebook messaged me to tell me that I had stuff in my cart. That's so creepy. Because I guess I just X'd out without emptying my cart. Oh. A Facebook message from that's, hot topic that's was really like weird i know i felt I like it was that's real as i said very invasive i agree like i don't i understand that you have my email so right. that must be how that works but like i don't like it like that feels like a, a level beyond email like that feels like something i didn't consent to yeah well especially from like i know you and i are the same and that our facebook's are very locked down and we only mm-hmm. add people that we are actually friends with we're not, they're not like professional pages yeah which is why we don't promote facebook at the end of the pod right exactly so for them to contact you that way specifically seems like really I know. really weird to it me it was really alarming yeah. and then when i realized it was just like a cart message which again i've received on email before but i was like this is a new a new world that yeah. so retailers <sighs> listen up we don't like it don't like it so stop doing it. it don't do it <laughs> December. <laughs> it is still. Or it wasn't December begin- last time we did a podcast. December has already felt endless and we're six days in. Yes. I don't have my tree up yet and I'm like, oh my God, it's been Christmas for weeks. Oh, I put my tree up when I was on my holidays. Well, you have a fake tree, right? I do have a fake tree and it is adorned in food themed ornaments. So I love it. Which I love. It's so cute. I read, I know we weren't talking about this, but it just popped into my mind. So I'm going to talk about do it. it um so you know how millennials are often accused of killing things like napkins golf applebee's killing napkins yeah because we don't use them apparently okay Which, i use a napkin okay. at least three times a day but sure yeah they, these <laughs> these are all things that we've been accused of killing. okay fair enough one thing we've been celebrated for bringing back is the real christmas tree I do love a real Christmas tree. I will have one when I own a home. But it smells right so now, good. I'm not allowed to have I one in like my apartment. Stand there and huff it when it's in our house. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was reading. I think it was on Vox. 
But it was an article about how like millennials are basically bringing back the real tree because they actually are a little bit more environmentally friendly than people might think. And See, also... I feel like it would be more nostalgia than anything. And, it, and that's the other yeah, piece. Yeah, because millennials love nostalgia, myself and included. Exactly. And they most of them grew up with real trees. real trees, right? Did you hear about that place in Wolseley that you can buy a tree and then pull it on a sled to your house? Yes. Pete, adorable. I think it's called. Very adorable. Very, yeah. very Instagram friendly. Very Wolseley. <laughs> very Wolseley. Um, but yeah, a lot of people, I think, don't realize that Christmas trees are grown on Christmas tree farms. So oh, yeah. They are grown for the purpose. It's not like yeah. people are walking into forests because... You're not allowed to do that, but no, that's very illegal. <laughs> but I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um. But we want to talk about. We're not going to bury the lead right now with our show. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. We're going to kick the show off with our show. Um. So as you might know, we are doing a live podcast. Yes. It's very exciting. It's very exciting, but also very terrifying. It's going to be fine. Erin <laughs> doesn't like being on stage. I don't like being on stage. I don't like being the center of attention. So. Um, we're going to figure it out. It's going to be fine. I also don't like being the center of attention. That is a lie. But I that like, is a lie. But, Jen, do not lie in this podcast. But I don't, but I do like an audience, if that makes sense. See, an audience, I feel like they're still, no, I can, ex- I can okay. explain, I can okay. explain this. Okay, go. Okay. So with the audience stage or the audience, like reader audience, for example, sure. I feel like there's still a little bit of separation there. Okay. Whereas if I'm the center of tension in an intimate scenario, mm. so someone singing happy birthday to me. Oh, I hate that. Which used to make me cry as a kid. <laughs> um, someone paying me a really lovely compliment. Like I feel bad for someone who tries to compliment me in person <laughs> because it is awkward AF. Like I'm sorry in advance. And also like when I was walking down the aisle at my wedding, I was like, Ugh, don't look at me. So I think there's like a sort of weird layer of separation like photo level don't look at me <laughs> uh my friend spotted me before i walked down the aisle and my instinct which i acted on was to hide so yes um <laughs> but oh, i do man. i do love having an audience and interacting with an audience and well being then great to have like that that feedback that's like, great to hear people laugh in a room is fine yeah, but we need people to be there in order for them to laugh so. exactly <laughs> so we need you to come to the show so if you, you buy tickets, if you've not bought tickets buy them they are $20. It's for In Support of Miracle on Mountain, which is our fundraising campaign for the Christmas cheer board, which helps Winnipeggers have a Merry Christmas. Yes. And all the proceeds you want to be are a part going of that. there. All the proceeds are going there. You want to be a part of that. You want to get in on the ground floor of helping people have a good Christmas. And also helping us fill up that room. <laughs> exactly. So the West End Cultural Center, we yes. have a bunch of great guests, including friends of the pod, such as Rusty Mattias. Yeah. Uh, Sandy Toronto, who did our music, yeah, and who is one of the architects of Quinsmas. He's going to be our piano man. He's yeah, I'm so excited for that. It's going to be so good. So if you if you were missing Quinsmas, here's your chance to get a little taste of it. Yeah, I believe he said he may be throwing in a few. That's right. Sneaky sneaky tracks. That's right. Mise en scene. Yeah. Bunny. Yeah. Hunks. It's going to be so fun. Like, I don't understand. Everyone needs to buy tickets. If I was not hosting it, I would be purchasing tickets. We cannot believe it's not sold out. So get your tickets. Get them. Get them. Get them. Get them now. Uh, <laughs> That's our plug for today. <laughs> um, oh, and if you forgot, please buy your tickets. By the way, get your tickets. Where is the <laughs> Where is the link for them to uh, get them? It's wfp.to slash holiday that's the short link to the ticket fly website wfp.to 
slash holiday. I'm sure you can also just do a Google, but that is. Yeah. And if you have any trouble, you can always tweet at us, email us. We'll be happy to direct you to the proper. We will hand deliver a ticket to your house if that's what If that's what you want, I will deliver a ticket to your house. Please don't murder me, but I will do it. (laughs) (laughs) So. So send us a message. Whatever you want, we'll do it. Just buy a ticket. And P.S. Buy a ticket. <laughs> we should be in sales, Jack. We should. That's this is sales, right? We're doing it. our brand. We're doing it. This is this is sales. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, moving on. Can we start doing that like subliminal messaging and just start sliding like buy a ticket into every segment? Yeah, we'll start buy, Facebook buy t- messaging people like <laughs> hot topic. Like hot topic. Um, so <laughs> the radio. <laughs> Let's talk about the radio. <laughs> Yeah, people are banning Christmas carols now. Yeah, that's where we've come to in 2018. I suppose it was inevitable. But yeah, it was announced this week that basically the major broadcasters in Canada, like Rogers, Bell, CBC, announced that they would not be playing Baby It's Cold Outside, which of course is the duet 1944. Is it really that old? Yeah. Wow. Is old. I didn't realize it was that old. It's old. I thought it was like 60s, 70s kind of. No, 40s. Mm. I, have... I just said mm, like it was delicious, <laughs> but it's just a delicious fact. <laughs> mm. uh, it is a delicious fact. I'm full of delicious facts because I'm hot off writing a column about this. Yeah. Because, oh, and I feel like my opinion might be surprising because. Because normally like, we're like feminism. Yeah. Bad misogyny. <laughs> I, so there's a few issues here. One, I think the wholesale banning of any kind of art is problematic it's dicey because i think this is an opportunity to discuss what's going on right mm-hmm. like I, I think you just it sets a dangerous precedent to just ban something well as you mentioned earlier it's very much a knee-jerk reaction without actually addressing exactly the root of the concern so as i wrote in my column which will be in saturday's paper it's probably online as we speak um also, the fact that radio programmers are trying to align this as some sort of show of solidarity for the Me Too movement squicks me out. <laughs> because that is quite the word. <laughs> the Me Too movement is holding is about holding powerful men to account. It's not about holding songs from the 40s to 2018 standards. Right. You know, like it's just... And also, what's interesting about this particular song is there is a lot of feminist analysis out there that it's actually a sly poke at sexist double standards. Mm -hmm. So the girl in the song does want to stay over and go to pound town, but (laughs) is worried that she'll be labeled a slut. Right. Because, yeah, because if you take kind of a closer read at the lyrics... It's about worrying about like what her aunt thinks and like her brother and like, you know, and he's giving her excuses. Right. So historical context, date rape drugs were not a thing. In the 40s. Yeah, in the 40s. Has it aged terribly well? No. Say what's in this drink is not a great line. In 2018. In 2018. (laughs) However, to ban the whole song, I just... I'm just... There's so many other things that require my actual outrage that I just, I don't have the energy to expend on this. I just don't care. It's, I just It seems so, such a waste of time. And it doesn't merit outrage to me. It merits discussion. And I think that is the problem when you just go straight to the ban is you are stripping a lot of nuances out of these discussions. Mm -hmm. And 
we need to be able to have the discussion and you can't do that when you ban the thing. And it's really hard to exercise your critical thinking muscles mm-hmm. if things are just removed because they are deemed problematic in right. some way. It's kind of it's like, like censorship to the most extreme level. Well, and it, you miss out on a learning opportunity. Like, for example, there was a literary award that was named after Laura Ingalls, mm-hmm. whose name was changed. I think that happened this year or last year because Ma Ingalls is pretty racist in Little House in the Prairie. Right. She was also a woman in the 1800s. I hear women were racist in the 1800s. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure so, almost everyone was racist in the 1800s. And I remember reading Little House in the Prairie in the 90s and th- like thinking, even as a kid, whoa, whoa, lady. Ma's racist. <laughs> like, like, simmer down over there, Ma. So, but to like ban Little House in the Prairie, like who who does that help? Like, how do yeah. you teach empathy and how do you teach historical context and how do we how do we do better in the future if we can't mm-hmm. look at art that was made in the past? And even like the evolution, right? Exactly. The evolution is important. Yeah. And, and I, um, in my column, I pointed to that Molly Ringwald essay that I think we talked about before, where she, she was reconsidering the John Hughes movies that she started yeah. through the Me Too lens. Never once does she advocate people stop watching them or to ban them. No. Instead, she's talking about how the conversation evolves around them. And that's so important. So I think discuss baby it's cold outside debate it do all those things but ban it eh. and also in the same kind of vein it's it's a portrait of a specific time so if mm-hmm. you start banning everything then you're not going to have any record of exactly of how things were at that time and in this very specific case i feel like it was a bit of a misread because i i i am inclined to believe the analysis that it was actually talking about slut shaming and mm-hmm. social mores do we know time. who wrote the song was it a man or a woman it was a man okay um it won an academy award did it because it was an it's not really a christmas song it's kind of more of a winter song yeah it was in a song called neptune's daughter i believe uh-huh. and i believe it won an oscar i could be talking out my butt now Another but delicious fact a delicious fact <laughs> <laughs> well it's gonna stay on my playlist all 418 renditions that I have. It's been a covered song. It's also, there's been people who have done updates. That was a terribly said sentence. Um, there have been many updates to it as well through the years. So yeah. people who have covered it, who have like swapped the gender roles, who have tweaked the lyrics to be about consent. Like there's lots out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also perspective. It's being banned from some radio stations, not existence the universe yes. so i mean if you only want to listen to that song for just the remainder head, head to any streaming service and you, you can do that <laughs> you're free to do that you are also free to not only listen to whatever you want but to eat whatever you want yeah i hate the holidays uh for the reason that people are always saying the diet starts on monday I can only have a, I can, I'm going to treat myself with this tiny cookie. Just eat the cookie. It's fine. Eat the cookie. Live your life. Enjoy the things you like. Death is coming. (laughs) You know, like it's, that's honestly, like if you are depriving and restricting on this month of all months, like allow us to give you permission to live your life. Like you don't need to feel bad about enjoying treats that you see once a year. Right. I just, uh. yeah, there's lots of stuff about like eating and indulging, being bad. Yeah, that's the thing. I hate that language. Me too. I'm going to be bad today. Like, no, it's not bad. You're just 
eating a cookie shaped like a tree. Just eat that second piece of turkey. You will not regret it. Eat that gingerbread man. And I mean, I don't advocate eating until you feel physically ill. No. (laughs) But I just don't like the language and the sort of um, themes around holiday eating that it's all rooted in breaking the rules of some kind. Totally. Um, I don't appreciate that kind of language being used because then you make yourself feel guilty for enjoying it. Exactly. Like it's just so destructive. It's also, so I wrote a piece last year kind of related to this talking about, um, women's health clinic does, uh, workshops for people mostly that are recovering from eating disorders because obviously the holidays can be a triggering time, a triggering time. And one of the things I really liked, um, was the, a lot of people feel like they can't refuse food at this time of year mm. because it's food is a love language, right? It's how people express their love. So people kind of had issues with being like, no, I don't want seconds. It doesn't mean I'm rejecting you or don't love you. It just means Auntie, that I it just means so full. I'm yeah. full. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was helpful. I also think it's helpful when you're trying to avoid kind of eating to excess where you're sick um, to remember that you can have it tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, leftovers are the bomb. Yeah. You can have this tomorrow. It's not like the cookies will cease to exist because you didn't have them on the day that you've approved to quote, be bad and indulge. They will Cheat exist. Day. Exactly. See, that's the mentality. That's where it that gets I, destructive. Yeah. That I really don't appreciate because then that encourages binging, right? Absolutely. When in all actuality, it's probably better if you, if you want a cookie, eat the cookie, don't restrict yeah. yourself to one day and then eat everything and then get sick. Exactly. So I think cycles of binge and restrict are really common oh. this time of year. So yeah. You know, just we're just here as a friendly reminder to exactly. let it go, enjoy yourself. I mean, don't <laughs> don't get sick, but but just don't restrict yourself too much. And like, you don't need to talk about food all the time either. Yeah, it's because it, honestly, I don't care about your diet. Right. Yeah, you don't need to qualify. You don't need to qualify it. Yeah. If you yeah again. A lot of people when they're eating desserts, they're like, oh, just a just a little little piece. I'm watching the waistline. Like, I don't care. Take a big piece. Take a small piece. Take whatever you want. I think there is a Baroness Von Sketch Show sketch about that where it's like, oh, really? Just like half a piece. And then the next one, it's like, just like a half, half of, of a half. half of a piece. And like to the point where it was like a crumb. Like, just eat the piece of cake. I'm like, give me the biggest piece you can. <laughs> just like a normal slab. Thank you. gonna end this week with a a good or gross chocolate chocolatey good or gross yes a chocolatey holiday good or gross yeah i'm very picky about my chocolate (laughs) i know everyone's like oh chocolate but no i'm very picky about my chocolate having worked in a fancy chocolate shop for many years i don't like a lot of schmutz in my chocolate yes i just like your classic like chocolate and caramel sometimes chocolate and fruit but everything all these other weird flavors that you have in your hands i'm not i'm not super excited about that i'm melting with my hands yeah um so we're trying so okay lint truffles which i would argue are kind of like the fancy drugstore chocolate yeah oh for sure yeah um they have so many flavors there are entire lint stores in fact there yeah. there are so many flavors so i got a, i don't mind lint i'll, I'll yeah i'll go for a lint every They're now creamy and, then. and delicious yeah because i do i do like milk chocolate which oh, i know too. is not oh, I even i know which it's technically candy but like because i guess chocolate has to have a certain amount of cocoa in it to be considered well semi-sweet chocolate, chocolate um, the one that we used to sell was 66%. Yes. So that is. I still remember that. Yes. Seven years later. I know. <laughs> Ten it years later. Days in your mind. Oh, man. Um, but like a lot of like regular milk chocolate chocolate bars. Like. Yeah. 
there's not enough cocoa in it for it to be considered. That's why chocolate. they are labeled candy bars. Yeah. So that is a because Although white they, chocolate is still chocolate. Yeah. Let's get into this debate right now. <laughs> <laughs> what is chocolate? Um, delicious. That's the only. That's the, the only, only thing you need to know. Um, but yeah, they have a million flavors. So I have some. I I don't know if these are actually new, but I've never seen them before. Okay. There's a gingerbread. Oh, I'm not looking forward to that. And a peppermint cookie. Okay. I've. What? what why can't they just call it peppermint what makes it peppermint cookie are there like chocolate bits in it we're gonna learn i mean it is one big chocolate bit but i meant more like cookie pieces i'm guessing i've had the gingerbread one and i believe there is a cookie in it i've tasted it i'm curious to see what you think about it my mic is running away we're doing the peppermint one first yeah this smells pretty good i'm not gonna lie is it it's milk chocolate i can't tell in the dark yes Mm, it does smell good yeah. Okay, I'm going to talk while you bite it. <laughs> oh, there are cookie bits in it. There's cookie bits in the peppermint mm-hmm. one? Oh, yeah. Interesting. It tastes like the um, mint girl guide cookies a little bit. See, that's too strong of a mint flavor for me. It is. It's not like, playing around. <laughs> it's like spearmint punching you in the face. That is like a shot of peppermint liqueur. Oh, oh. It is so strong. <laughs> I like it though. Do you? Mm-hmm. Ugh. I mean, I do like mint, but this is just too strong for me. I'm still going to eat it, but <laughs> it's good. Okay. Sure. I wouldn't say it, I wouldn't go so far as to say it was gross. I would definitely eat it. Oh, yes. But it's not my favorite. You're trying the gingerbread one. I'm kind of worried about those. I'm very curious to see what you think. I don't love gingerbread to begin with, so this may not be for you. I don't know why my mic keeps going away. Okay. Oh, that is potent. Mm. <laughs> Rappers. I don't like this one. <laughs> mm. I don't like this one at all. I can have the other half of it if you want. Okay. Um, right, I kind of ate all the middle part, but. Oh, it's weird. I guess because you don't usually eat gingerbread with chocolate, right? It's very cloying. It's very sweet, mm-hmm. and it doesn't taste like like it tastes like fake ginger. You know, I mean, obviously it is fake yeah. ginger, but it tastes like it's fake. You know, it kind of tastes like that pumpkin spice Bailey's, mm. which I also hated. Yeah, and for some reason, I'm getting a distinct like toothpaste overtone <laughs> that I'm not super into. <laughs> Maybe it's the peppermint and the gingerbread mixing together. That one, I think the peppermint is better. That oh. one is. Mm-mm. just okay that one is a big thumbs down that is gross for you yeah that's what that one's gross for me yeah i don't know if you maybe if you like ginger gingerbread you will enjoy it but not into that at all but the peppermint cookie i would eat it again if it was the only option on the table <laughs> because some chocolate is better than no chocolate at exactly all. <laughs> so we know we talked about it a lot but remember buy your tickets buy your tickets <laughs> don't forget wfp.to slash holiday december 16th two o'clock western cultural center in winnipeg so many guests gonna be so fun and i'm not joking i really will deliver the ticket to your house yeah if you need us to bring you a ticket i have hard copy tickets that. in my purse right now they're 20 bucks they're for a good cause It'll be fun. Um, you can find everything that we have written at winnipegfreepress.com. You can also follow us on social media where we'll be, we will be flogging the show. Yeah. Um, at Twitter and on Twitter and Instagram. Whoa. Whoa. That, was, that was a struggle. I'm at Jen's Ratty on both of those. <laughs> I'm at Nairabble on both of those. Buy your tickets. Buy your tickets. And we'll see you next week. Bye.